fuck Roma. They are a piece of shit. We do not want your scumbag garbage of Pedro. I I concur. Oh man, I, it, it, this is like the new tradition. Every time we go live, Jerry's already cursing. Uh, if our if our guy Brooklyn Rob is in the chat, he's not going to be su- surprised. I remember that one episode where Brooklyn Rob literally kept a running count of every f bomb Jerry dropped, and it was actually a slow day because I think he was only at like nineteen or twenty f bombs by the end of the show. But hello and welcome into another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you. Italian football fans from all over the world. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been doing roundtables with some of the top clubs in Serie A. Second to last here uh, is Lazio. The last one is going to be Inter. I made sure we're waiting till like the day before the season for Inter because with how many mind-numbing changes have been going on, like if we were to do an Inter roundtable yesterday, then who the hell knows who's still on the team or who owns the team come the season. So we'll save Inter for last. Lazio, of course, second to last. And before we introduce our awesome panel, I love all these guys. Let me introduce Jerry Mancini. Now, Jerry, we're going to let you vent some of your frustrations on this episode. People who follow you on Twitter already know this. Jerry is so frustrated with Lazio's Mercato. And he's so frustrated with Lotito's liquidity ratio and do they need to sell Korea or does he need to inject cash and you can't register signings. Like Jerry is so frustrated. He smashed his laptop yesterday. And that's why he's joining us via a mobile phone on this episode. So he's like, you know, the, the bare bones of technology tonight. Jerry's usually on a laptop. He's on like a flip phone for this episode Jerry, I hope you're okay, man, because you seemed really frustrated yesterday. How are you? Yeah, my knee went right through my computer, actually. Like, the whole, if you can tell, like, I just smashed her right down my knee. And you know what, man? This whole Mercato is garbage. I, I praised last summer. I, I remember we had Stephen Moore on, and I and I gave him a lot of praise. They had brought in Vidat Ricci. We I thought Wesley Hoot was a good signing. It actually started off really well the first half of the season. Um, I, I was... High on Mohamed um, Fadis. Now all of a sudden, we can't even sign. We can't even register players. That's how bad it's been. This this market. Like, I I would like to see our our owner just once, not debate about injecting money into the into the club. And you brought in a guy like Sorry. You said you're going to be ambitious. It's a bold move to sign a guy like that. If you're not going to put money into the club, you should have got a guy like uh, Italiano. Where you didn't have to worry about spending money, like, like it's just frustrating. It's like telling a little kid that you're gonna give him ice cream. Meanwhile, you tease him and you don't actually give it to him, and he starts you're crying. Poison yogurt or some bullshit. Yeah, it's I don't know. This mercato has got me so mad. I broke my computer, and now, <laughs> now I, I had to pay for him. I bought a new one. Stupid <laughs> me, eh? <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen, we're we're gonna be a therapy session for Jerry, and of course, we're gonna bring in like obviously. I couldn't care less about Lazio, no offense to any of you guys, but I did want to surround Jerry with sympathetic ears. So the therapy session will be had. Let me introduce first Stephen K. Moore from the Laziali, which is the nonstop go-to spot for Lazio news. This is the only website you guys need in your life. Stephen and his crew do such do such an awesome job. Stephen, good evening, sir. How are you? Doing pretty good. A little bit better than Jerry, but uh, same frustrations with regards to the Mercato and this whole uh, transfer window as it stands. We're hoping by the end of this week some things happen. We got Padula, Alfredo Padula, dropping some bombs on Twitter tonight saying, you know, three signings incoming. But 
I was thinking back and going, is he talking about the players that we are yet to register or are these three totally new people? So <laughs> that's the issue that uh, we're currently facing right now. So yeah, I haven't, haven't smashed anything yet. Could, could be soon by the end of the week if, if we're just uh, not signing anyone else, but uh, to be determined, I guess. Yeah, let's bring on uh, another return guest, Nando Magnus, who is a staple when we talk Lazio. Nando, good evening, sir. How are you? Great, great. I'm not getting my hopes up in regards to anything of Lazio. Like I've my, had my heart broken away too many times, and last last summer was just the the pinnacle of it. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I was kind of positive, like Jerry was explaining, but I don't know. We had so many other gaps to fill and. I've been saying it for years. We needed a replacement for Lucas Leva or like a, a Vici Lucas Leva, and like I, th- I to me, I think that's the most important position. Is Lucas was totally finished last year. I can count on one hand how many good games he had with Lazio. One of them being against Dortmund in the first game, but yeah, I'm not really getting. I'm not really that excited for the season this year, to be honest. Um, even though the city has gonna be wide open, like I'm just kind of like okay, let it happen. Let's see what let's see what happens. You know, like I'll watch religiously, but. Yeah. I can't see I'm too excited. Hold on. You were in Italy for 10 days and you couldn't hunt down Latito and fucking... <laughs> I, was in, I, was, I was in Rome for two days and I was in the market for eight. Um, two I days guess, is enough. I guess. <laughs> no, they were in Marinfield at the time. They weren't even back in Rome. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were still, <laughs> they're still in their preseason training. So, <laughs> so yeah. Next time, Jerry, I might go back in the I might go back in the fall to watch actually Lazio enter. So uh, there you so, go. Yeah. Oh man, I, I gotta find. I, I wish I know I can't because it's like mid September. I, I know I can't make it out there then, but man, I, I would I would love to go catch that match with you and, and talk some shit and have a good time. That would be a lot of fun. But may, maybe for the return fixture uh, later in the year, I could get out there. Also, want to bring in first time guest on the program. Uh, I, I know this man personally. He's a Lazio supporter, but he's also like we're we're crossing worlds here because yeah. Mike No Go Zones. I want to make sure you guys subscribe to his YouTube channel. You will not regret it. Like I know you guys come to us for the calcio and the banter, but I think no matter what you're interested in, you will find Mike's channel to be interesting. Uh, he goes by no-go zones because he travels to places where people don't usually seek out, right? He's been to Afghanistan. He was only there a few months ago before, you know, yeah. all this awful, awful stuff is going down right now. He's been to Iraq. He's been to Syria. So, Mike, I'm so glad to have you on talking some culture. I actually, I watched the Euro final yeah. with Mike in South Florida. Yeah, so I, I've had the honor of meeting Mike in person a couple times. How are you, man? Doing good. Thanks again for inviting me on. Now, I am not a sports blogger or a sports podcast. I'm just an average guy. But I do my follow being Laziale, his follow being Laziale. I'm carrying on to tradition for my family. And um, I'm going to go against the grain what these other guys said about the outlook of the team. I'm actually going to be optimistic. All right. I like Maurizio Sari. I like Mohamed Fares. I- I'm still a Strakosha fan. I like him in goalie. So. I'm, uh, we're in the Europa, like, let's, let's be honest, Lazio in the Champions League, you know, we're going to get wiped out right away. But I think in the Europa League, they're going to go a little further, more deep into the table. And I'm looking forward to that the most, the Europa League games. Hopefully. I, I wonder, I'm hoping Sorry can turn, like, 
water into wine, and and I mean like with Patrick, for example, where we're, we're going to be praying for miracles when when when, when you have to replace Luis Felipe with a, a guy named Patrick, and I'll be shitting my pants every game when I have to see that. <laughs> our, our our squad depth is absolutely zero. Our bench is basically everyone on this podcast. <laughs> this is going to be well, awesome. on, and, and listen, and, and Nando, how do you think that's going to fit in? With the Saudi narrative, because listen, uh, obviously you want you need players to stay healthy because that's really what would test your depth. So you have to knock on wood on that one. Yeah. But you know, Saudi doesn't exactly have the reputation of being big on squad rotation, right? He tends to just have the, and I guess we still have five subs, like you know. So yeah. you know, prior to the pandemic, he was just you know, especially his time in Napoli, same three subs, same starting eleven every single game. Uh, so how, how do you think that's going to jive with what Lazio is looking to do? I think his system is to an advantage because Inzaghi's 3-5-2 is very taxing on the players. And I do believe his 4-3-3 is a little less stringent or a little less intense than Inzaghi's 3-5-2. So it'll, it'll definitely play into our fitness where guys like uh, Cherby and uh, Sergei, Alberto and Immobile are going to be relied upon a lot. But... I don't know, man. Our center backs, like Radu has never actually played in the center of a back four. He's always played left back. Right. Patrick is a city of B player. Um, our, le- our, our left back is naturally a right back. Hisai and our backup is a 21-year-old from the Serbian League. Uh, Pepe Reina's fucking garbage. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> he's fucking trash. He's 100 uh, years old. I, mean, I really, I, elderly. I really like Strakosha, and I, I really couldn't Thank give you. a I really couldn't I give a fuck. Strakosha. I really couldn't. I I, excuse my language. I don't give a fuck if he can't kick a ball. Like, I really don't. He's there to save, save shots. Yeah. What is with this garbage where, the, where goalie has to like, be a regista from the back? Like, that's, that's not goalkeeping. And like I said, I love Agreed. Lucas. I love Lucas with all my heart. Like he's been great. It's his fifth season with us. But like I was telling you before we went live, like I can count on my hand, like one hand, how many good games he had for us last year. Every other game, like he's been putrid. And we still don't have a backup for him. We we signed Escalante to like as a facsimile version of him, but he can't play uh, Regista. And then we have Cataldi and Akba. Like come on, that's our depth. And we switched to a 4-3-3. Our only natural winger is Felipe Anderson, who's, I don't know, wasn't great in preseason. And Correa wants to get the fuck out. Um, Moro is a great prospect, but we're going to rely on him for 38, 50 games that we play. And Luca Romero is a 16-year-old. Like, I get God bless these kids, but they're young. And I'm probably the biggest Immobile fan, along with everyone on this podcast, but let's be honest here. Like Mancini's style is kind of similar to Sari's, and we all saw how uh, Immobile was kind of like anonymous in some of those games against Italy. Granted, he didn't get enough uh, with Italy. Granted, he didn't get enough service. But like, it's kind of worrying. Is this going to ruin like our best player that we've had in like almost 20, 30 years? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying. I'm trying to be like Mike and be optimistic. I love Maurizio Sari, but like yeah. our stupid, dumb. Transfer director Tari has done nothing. He hasn't had a good transfer season in three years. Why is this guy still on the fucking roster? You know what I mean? Like, sorry if I'm just letting it out, but like, uh, it's hard. It's very hard to be optimistic. Very good rant. Very good rant. Hold on. Go ahead. I want to just tag before you go, Steve. I just want to tag on. It, it's sad when Inter apparently has no money to spend. They sell two of their best players, and right away they replaced their two best players 
with some. I know that they're not improvements, but they're still quality players that go back into their lineup, and and, and they're getting the pieces to still keep them competitive to, to to compete in top four. We can't sell a player for fucking life dependent on it. It, it, if sorry had twenty, if he had twenty four hours to sell a guy and it was his life and death, the guy would would not be alive right now. It's all bad. It is no, guy. Like, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Fucking terrible, man. Like, I I I recently wrote a piece for the Laziale, Steve, and it was just about Tari, and, and it's crazy how Milan wanted this guy two years ago, and he was the talk of the world, and him and, and Simone and Zagre were supposed to go. Two years later, Inzaghi's still on top of the world, and Tari is fucking dog shit. And another thing, I want to I want to give a shout out to, to Stephen Moore because a good point he said about about transitioning from from Inzaghi to Sari is that no more long balls, and it's true right. what he said. I, and I saw he he mentioned this on Twitter. He tweeted this that far too often Inzaghi became too predictable, and I think that it won't happen with Inter because he has better quality players and a little different for now, style. We'll see, we'll see who they sell in the next For week. now, but yeah, I, say, I think now. he has a better team. You have to give him that. So I think his approach will be different. But with Lazio... Depth. Yeah, it's better depth. Yeah. Depth, with Lazio, yeah, they, they do just, have depth. Yeah, yeah they get, how, you, have, you have Sensi on the bench. That's fucking Akpa. But how many times do we have to see Chirby make a long pass from the back end to nothing? How many times does Rena have to fucking pass it off in the back end to nothing? Like, there's just long diagonal passes to nothing. Where I've, I've found in, in training that sorry, at least he's trying to build something short passes, uh, one touch passes, trying to get into spaces, or just something he's trying to create. And I think that's the encouraging part going into the season. If you want to take something that's positive, Lazio will have a different style, a little different build up, a little swagger to their game, which Stephen Moore actually mentioned on, on Twitter. And I agree with him that there'll be a, a a game plan behind sorry so mm-hmm. it, it will take time i think i know that we're all negative but i think it, as the season progresses if the players stick to what they believe and what he believes in you'll start to see the team progress i i i, I feel yeah well hopefully that's the thing right so uh hopefully we, we're, we're gonna give the players it's gonna be hard as lots of fans we know how like over the past few years with Zoggy, we're like we're getting frustrated on twitter after games like the wins we were winning and you know how, like, the top teams, you know, they win no matter what. But it was like we were facing lower tier sides and, like, dragging out a, a one nothing win or, like, a 2-1 win at the last moment. And it's like you don't even feel happy about the game. You're just like, holy, what, like, what did I just watch, right? So, like, now that we're getting a different style of football, hopefully, you know, that's a little bit better, right? They're going to be playing attacking style football. We're not going to be passing back every two seconds where I could literally close my eyes and I know the ball's going back to Reyna and then back to Patrick and back to Reyna and, like, forward, like, you got to switch it up, right? So I'm excited to see what Saudi is able to offer, but it's obviously going to be one of those things where we gotta we gotta wait, um, and who knows how long we have to wait? Like I, I've heard people say it's going to be a full season, it's going to be six months, it's going to be who knows what happens. Maybe it's Saudi gets frustrated with the lack of transfer activity, and you know what, this leaves in, in January, right? Like if I were him, I I know for certain he asked for guarantees before joining Lazio. I think everyone knows that, and as it stands, with the, the three or four signings that we've made that haven't even been made official yet. Is that enough to convince him to be like, hey, you know what? I really want to stay in this project. I, I don't know, right? So this next week is probably going to be very crucial to his like just future in general at the club, right? Because our starting lineup is Moro at left wing. Like you said, great prospect. I hope he thrives. And I think he's going to have a great year. But are we relying on him to get back to the Champions League or finish in a, in a Europa League or Champions League spot? 
I, I don't know, right? Oh, another and another shout out. Hold on, I have to give shout outs to Stephen Moore because these are tweets that I've seen that he he's been criticized by, and it's not because I write for him and, and I have a relationship with him and everything. It's just he got called out last season, okay, and and I think Nandel too. We praise that raw model should have been given a chance last year, and I and I and I'm not going to quote names on this on this on the show. You know who you are, you choose. <laughs> But like when threat. I when I gotta hear that, did they actually, a, Jerry? Did they actually listen to us, or is it like the no, extras? The, yeah, it's the extras. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. The extras uh, mm. starts with starts with Lazio, and, and, and it's somewhere in Fairyland. Um, but uh, when I have to be told, and, and others such as yourselves have to be told that Romario is not good enough, he hasn't performed in, in, in Primavera. You gotta remember the talent. He's a very talented player, and you're playing scrubs. You, 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 your level decreases. You play to your opponent's level a lot. And, and look how he's been, he's been the best player possibly during our, our preseason training without a doubt. And, and sorry, he's shown the confidence. And I wish that Inzaghi given him a chance. And I know people are saying, well, where is he going to fit in the 3 5 2? It doesn't matter. You, you try to put him up front, maybe play him beside Mobley. You see what he can do. You, you try something new, try new tactics, something. But I think this guy should have. And, and the sad part was, the last thing I'll say is that we had five games to end the season when we were dusting and out, and we were not going to finish above six, uh, sixth place. And we still didn't play him. And it's oh, like, mm-hmm. what the fuck, man? Now look, you're going to see this. This guy is going to be our best player of the season. He probably won't play the most, but we're going to get more than what we think out of this guy. And, and, and I praise you guys because you guys have mentioned so many times. Armini, yeah, maybe I was wrong about him. I guess it didn't work out for him. But Romaro was the guy, and, and, and he's, what, 16, 17 years old and already saying we're shit. No, he's not good enough. If, if Inzaghi thought he was good enough, he would have been on the team. When it comes to young players, that's one area where Inzaghi wasn't always good, I will say. Well, I, I wanted to go around the table and go Jerry. To, I, ask Mike. No, ask Mike, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and, and I, I want to get, Mike, y- your take, because you were optimistic about Sadity. And I think everybody is, right? I, but Stephen, you know, mentioned that it could take some time, whether it's a matter of months or even a full season for this team to adapt to Sadity Ball. Uh, you mentioned at the top, Mike, that you're you're really bullish and excited about Sadity coming in. Yeah, I mean, come on. He's, he's been around forever, and – I think someone put in the comments that this guy can lift people's confidence to the players. You know, he's more of an old school guy, in my opinion. And maybe that's the kick in the ass the players need to get them, you know, get get them working as a unit. Because, I mean, we all saw last year, we all disappointed. We all screamed at our TVs. And it was frustrating to watch at times. Especially Lazio underperformed against who they were playing with. Like, they barely beat a team like Sassuolo, a team you should be beating like 3-0. And they, like... Tie them. It was, you know, we, we saw that more than once. And I think they need that kick in the ass to, you know, some old school, gr- you know, grind it out there on the pitch. So that's just, you know, so hopefully it'll be that kick in the ass that they need. What were you, uh, I want to keep going around the table on Saturday uh, because it, it is, it, it's a it, very ambitious appointment, right? And Jerry yeah. aired some of his frustration about an ambitious manager appointment and then the transfer market to follow it has not been ambitious. Um, 
Uh, I, you know, when Saturday ball is clicking, it's incredibly easy on the eyes and fun to watch, and it's incredibly effective, right? But it, it definitely, uh, Nando, it, it is a pivot in philosophies to go from Inzaghi to Saturday, and that's why there's going to be a learning curve there. Like, I, I can use Inter as an example, and obviously, financially, uh, you know, the, the club is in very rough shape, but I, I thought that. I did appreciate the fact that in going from Conte, they went from Conte to Inzaghi. And I'm not saying Inzaghi is at the level of Conte, but he does run a 3-5-2 formation. You have the personnel to run that. So I, I thought transitionally it made sense. Uh, you know, they don't have to reinvent the wheel there. With Sadi, they might. So, Nando, what was your take on the appointment, and how long do you think it's going to take to adapt? I really like the Sari appointment. I think it was a statement, a bold statement about a club after or- – uh, Roma hired Mourinho. We needed to hire a big name as well. Like imagine Roma hiring uh, Mourinho, and we get a guy like Jurich or Italiano. It, it it just it shows no ambition for the club. Mihailovic. So, I, I love Mihailovic. I watched him throughout my entire uh, youth, but he's not a good coach. Um, no, he's he he's he's at his level right now in Bologna. Uh, Sari for me was the perfect appointment for the afternoon Zaghi. Um, I listened to Steve's podcast with uh, Alistair and uh, Vittorio, and um, Steve, was it you that said we he was a step up to Inzaghi, or was that more – was that Sean? I think that was – might have been Sean, but all around, I think. I think overall, like, it would have been a step up, okay. ultimately. He's a proven manager. Like, he's been there for – I think Vittorio said it first off, and then I think we all kind of agreed yeah. with him there. But Yeah. So, he is – I, I would say he is a step up. He won a Scudetto with Juve. Like that same Juve team, almost the same Juve team, finished barely made the Champions League. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, it's not as if they did. Uh, it's not as if they did any better in the Champions League. They lost to a shittier team in Porto than Lyon from the year before. And uh, he won uh, Europa League with Chelsea and kind of turned the tables after Conte finished sixth with them the year before. And we all saw what he did with Napoli. He was interested in a Scudetto and. And he almost won it with them. So, I mean, right. I really like the appointment. And I know it was hard on our team before, but I think our players, uh, pound for pound, our starting 11, actually can play really great Saudi ball, Correa included. Correa, Immobile, Philippe Anderson would be a great attack. Uh, Alberto, Sergio, and Lucas could be a really great midfield trio, like mostly Alberto and Sergey. And let's be honest here, yeah, like, I really like our Cherubi and Luis Felipe. I think that's a really good center-back tandem. Lazzini Maruzic on the right is fantastic, and I guess our left-back is leaves a little to be desired, but we can all, if worse, worse comes to worse, we can always put Maruzic there. But I think our, our starting 11 can actually play a really good Saturday ball, but it's just when one goes down, it's our replacements that kind of, you know what I mean? That's where it gets tough, you know? So I'm excited. I really am. I just want Sadi to have the right, uh, a right armory where he can say, you know what, uh, Chido goes down, or forget you can't replace Chido anymore. They say uh, <laughs> Philippe Anderson goes down. Okay, let's call upon someone else over me. I'm confident. Hold on, you say you can't replace Chido? I'm actually confident with that Marici this season. I actually am. What? I'm I'm so confident in him. Like I, I think I, I think I think he's gonna have a good season too. I but think like, he's gonna have a good season, you, man. He, he's not he's not a golden boot winner, Jerry. No, like, he's no, absolutely not. Okay, but, so so how but, do you replace? You know, I mean, Inter. 
Look what he did with Insigne and he did with Mertens when he played them out of position and, and he, he he brought them to life. They're better now. Like, but that's Insigne and Mertens, not Mauricio. But, but, but look at the time when he did it. That was like how many seasons ago? But he, but that's Insigne and Mertens. Mauricio's uh, – Mauricio's let's be honest, he was a fucking corpse last year for half the, yeah. for all the games he played. In all honesty, Insigne's system didn't suit him. I like I heard some really good things about him in the preseason. Like I, I didn't watch. I can't. I'm not going to sit here and pretend and be like, yeah, he was good. But I'll take whoever watched word, uh, whoever watched the game's words for it. But like, it can only go up from Ricci. But like, like Steve and his podcast said, that the bar isn't very high. He scores two goals. It's already better than what he did last year. So that's a success. Technically, Hold on. you know what I mean. Think being a player, okay, being Ricci's shoes. And, and this is a good article by Apollo where I, I read on uh, the Lazio. It was really good. And he, he talked about how a, a season that was downfall, but a lot of factors that really hindered him that wasn't his fault. Arriving late from the transfer market, never had a preseason to train on, on Zaghi. Um, he came, he had coronavirus. Uh, he, he Then he picked up an injury. And he didn't play his first game, I think, until like late into like November. Correct I me agree if I'm with wrong. you on everything you're saying, but I just also but think like, Inzaghi it's... never wanted him. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, you know who Inzaghi wanted last year was Borja Mayoral. That's the player he wanted. He didn't want fucking Marici. But like, but like, <laughs> you as a manager, I know that if you don't get the players, but you still gotta. You as a manager, you, you're given X amount of players. You gotta figure out how to to work in that, and that's why I see with Sorry right now. He is working his hardest with what he has and trying to integrate what he has right now until more players arrive. I think he's confident that he is going to get the players. I um, hope so. I hope so. And and I really hope it's not that guy Kostic because he's 29 years old and I really don't see us spending 20 million euros on that guy. I don't know who we're going to get. Uh, I was... I was I, I followed a, I follow Marco Valerio Bava. He works for the, he works for the the last year Samonoi, and he thinks there's gonna be like a surprise there that's gonna happen. I don't know who it is. It it, it could be anyone. But oh yeah, like that's what I feel is gonna happen. I put that out the other day. I think it's gonna be there's something behind the scenes that like kind of like the David Silva transfer from last summer. There's something where they want to hype it up, but they're not gonna do it. Like you know how lots you are with their kit mm-hmm. reveals. It's just. Mm-hmm. One day, random on a Wednesday at 3 p.m., they'll just drop their kit and be like, hey, mm-hmm. hey guys, here you go, right? Like, they don't really have a build-up for anything. So yeah. I think it's going to be something similar to that. Or they'll do some random article that they usually post on their uh, mobile devices on the app, and then we all see it and go, well, like, what is this sort of thing, right? Like mm-hmm. they did with Asai and I um, can't remember who the other individual was. But very similar to that, I think there's going to be, like you said, that that big name, whether it be someone like a Coutinho, whether it be someone who's kind of out of favor at their club, but it still can be very good at Lazio and fit into the tactics. But like, I don't think it's one of these names that are linked. And, and regarding Kostic, I know he's 29, and I know it's like a, kind of a large fee. But if we get him on loan, that guy can play a left back. That guy can play a left wing. That's where the asset kind of comes in, right? Because our left back position is lacking. And if Kostic comes in, he replaces Kamenovic, right? Mm-hmm. So that kind of frees up that spot. And then having looking at a Hasai and, uh, and um, Kostic um, left back position, or he can slot in at left wing, I'd definitely take that any day of the week, someone who's adaptable like that, and can actually play both those positions properly. Because if not, we're gonna be playing Johnny there at left wing this season. We're gonna be playing some other guy like Dermisi. Like we don't need that. <laughs> I actually don't mind trying Johnny as a left winger. He was actually I, really, he was actually really good before he came to Lazio. He had like what five goals and like ten assists for. He looks so oh, slow in training. Oh, I, th- I think it's a different thing in Spain. Yeah. I think La Liga suited him very yeah. well. I don't think he got touched as well. It's a very technical league, but I think in Italy it's a little bit more up pace, a little bit different tactics. I think the adaptability factor too. Hey, you know what? If he's able to try another six months, but he went back to Spain this past year, and I don't think he impressed that well. 
Uh, I don't watch any games. I don't know, but like we didn't really hear too much about him, right? And I think if he were to come back, I think we we would have been giving him more chances than uh, Saudi has. Like if if um, Moro is starting over him in every single preseason match, and the guy's making minuscule minutes, it's it's kind of shown there, right? Like he's yeah. trusting in Moro over Johnny, and then that says something just like there. I, I'm all for Moro getting minutes. Like what, like I'm gonna ask, like would you who do you who would be your ideal signing for the post Korea? It, it's too difficult. Oh. It's too difficult right now. There's so many different names you can throw in there. Like I love Shakir. I like Shakir. You know? Shakiri Shakiri yeah. plays on the right though. He does, Shikiri's but he's a, a right versatile winger. player though. No, he's a versatile to an extent. Player. I think he plays more central and on the right than on the left. Like I'd like to see someone like Coutinho. Like that would be a big signing where if we're able to bring that guy in. Like I don't like the, the names that we were linked to before. Like uh, Sarabia. Like I don't think he'd be too good. I don't think Draxler would suit him too well. I think we need someone that's a little bit more flair, a little bit more like Coutinho. Like overall, like Coutinho is a very good player. Like yeah, he hasn't been too good in recent seasons, but we saw what he was able to do at Liverpool. We still see that he has talent. Same thing with Philippe Anderson. I took a huge risk on him, but it was also a very good deal, right? We sold the guy for forty million. We're getting him up for whatever it was, less than a mil, almost free. Like that's a terrific transfer. If it doesn't work out, hey, you know what? We didn't we didn't really pay too much. We weren't paying his salary. If he goes well, look what happens. We're able to sell him maybe in the future. If if not, or he stays at the club and thrives like a Mobile and all these other guys have, right? So. I, I think like right now, of all the names we've been linked to that have been like said and stated, like in reports and rumors and stuff like that, I'd like to see Coutinho. But obviously, there's gonna be someone behind the scenes where it might be some some no-name guy, right? You never know with these guys. Kyrie <laughs> special. You, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask. As much you, as I would like Korea to be sold because of his attitude, I will yeah. give him one thing. I haven't seen a, a positive, like a negative attitude towards him on the pitch. He's gone around doing his business, acting like a professional, um, not like moping on on the field. He goes around, plays his twelve minutes, plays hard. Um, I've seen a picture today. It was like all the Argentine guys or something like that, or like the Spanish guys on on Instagram. He's taking a picture in the change room, looks happy. So the attitude is has been very good. I I know that. In my opinion, he's probably appreciative, knowing that Latito and Tyre are trying to help him. But I think deep down inside, he knows as a player that the business isn't is just equally as important. He knows that the team has to get full value for him, and and it's a two way street. That's why, like, I I I, I don't see him. I, the the longer this goes, it's either he goes to Inter. Or he's going to be our left wing, well, and, and that's what I wanted to ask you about because honestly, from my perspective, well, let's hear let's, Mike. Mike, I want to hear who Mike would want uh, to replace uh, Korea with. Uh, sorry, yeah, sorry, to cut you off, Alex. No, no worries. I do it all the time. Yeah, I was a big fan of Korea. I mean, uh, when he played, uh, his loss and it sucks, but um, uh, I think someone who mentioned Coutinho. Yeah, you see? yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with him. I see someone in the comments is saying Agudelo. I think I'd still pick a Coutinho though with him. You know, and, and yeah. I wanted to ask you guys and, and Jerry. You know, I know that uh, you, you've been writing a lot of tweets about this and a lot of speculation on Korea. I mean, from my perspective, you know, reading internews every single day, I, I don't feel that optimistic right now uh, that he's coming. I, I think that Lotito, uh, and maybe this is just a negotiation, but it seems like he's pricing Inter out of it right now, uh, even though, you know, Inter have made, you know, j- just with the two big departures, you know, about a $185 million in transfer fees, we, we know they're not reinvesting the majority of that. The majority of that is being pocketed to balance the books. And, and from my understanding, um, their budget 
for you know the next striker they want to bring in is about 25 million max right so as it stands seems like Correa has been priced out of that and right now it seems like Inter are working a lot harder and maybe Correa might be you know the plan B but they're really working hard right now on trying to lower the price for Duban Zapata that seems to be their priority um, so Correa might be the next guy that they turn to if it falls apart with Zapata. So I don't know. And to be honest with you guys, I, Correa, I would like to bring him in because I want to give Inzaghi something that he wants, right? Because Inzaghi has been eating shit sandwiches, you know, since the day he arrived at Inter. I'm sure he would have loved to have, uh, you know, brought in Lazzari as the right wing back. That was, you know, far too expensive. I do like Denzel Dumfries, but you know, uh, you, you couldn't couldn't get him one target at right back. Um, I, I think Inzaghi would really like to bring in Correa, and I'm not too optimistic about it right now. So I would like to see it because I want to give Inzaghi a chance to kind of build the team in his own image. Uh, maybe it's not going to happen with Correa. But, I mean, what do you think, Jerry? Because, you know, you were messaging me a couple of days ago, and you seemed pretty confident Correa was going to enter. I was a little bit less confident than I am today. So how do you see that resolving? Well, to piggyback on on Lazzari, I'm actually happy that Lazio didn't sell him because yeah. Marisic is already hurt for the first two games of the season, and finally we 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 can say we do have depth somewhere, and it's at right back where you can rely on Lazzari as a backup to Marisic, and if Marisic is a starter and you have Lazzari, I think that's something that it is a positive sign for Lazio. Um, and, I, and, and and vice versa, you can use either player as a winger on the right side if you really want to. That is a, a possibility because they have the ability to play either as a, a as a fullback slash center back for Marisic, um, and they, they are accustomed to playing winger. So I think that can really benefit in the long term if they do need a backup to Anderson, they play out of position. I see that kind of happening with certain players. Um, in regards to Korea, as this progresses, it becomes much more worrying because you guys see what Inter does because now they're they're linked to Marcus Turim. Yeah. Um, it's like 40 million. I don't know what the price is for him. That is a good signing. That is yeah, better I, than Kodai. There's personally. absolutely no chance they can afford him. I, 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 and I, I, oh, I agree. If the price is forty million, um, I saw, I read something today that it could be thirty million because it seems like, and, and this is like making a deal with the devil. It seems like Mino Raiola is trying to do a lot of deals with Inter. He's uh, he's Taram's agent, and, and obviously, you know, you do a lot of deals with Raiola. Now you get a lot of his clients on the pitch. In a few years, that could bite you in the ass. But it seems like Raiola is actually trying to get the price down into Inter's range. However, Nando, that could be a tactic to, you know, try and, you know, really pressure, let's say, Lotito on Correa to say, hey, listen, we, if you guys don't want to don't want to do a deal, we're going to go out and get Turam. It could be pressure on Atalanta with Zapata. So it, I, I, I'm not convinced that Turam is really a target. I think this might just be Inter kind of working the news to get more leverage. I'm confused I, I, to why they're not going for like I know Zapata is probably the only all-out striker that they've really been linked to, right? I think Weghorst was linked um, recently as well, but like yeah. I can't see Zapata going for under 40 mil. If I was at Alanta, I'd be yeah. reaping that guy for 50, 60 at least, right? They don't so need he's money. thirty-one. Like, a lot of clubs in Serie A are broke, not them. He's thirty-one yeah. though, eh? So he's not young. Yeah, but he's still got like look at a mobile yeah, right now. What would you price exactly. him at? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Immobile is a better player than Zapata, but like I mean. 
Yeah, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, but it's they're, like, they're, they're pretty, pretty equal, man. In, nah, it's they're a pretty place. equal, man. I, they're I different. Know. I mean, yeah, Zapata's good. He's very good. He really, he, like, I really, I don't know. He's just, um, I just think Ichido's better, to be honest. A golden boot, man. He has that on his resume. Three, three-time top goal scorer. Zapata doesn't won that once. Let's be honest. Uh, Latito's not known for opening his checkbook. I mean, no, he's not. He's not, he's not but it, as as time progresses, I think it's gonna open. I really do. I hope so. I hope you're right. Listen, he's got no choice. Honestly, right? guys, he's got no choice. I I think thirty millions is is more than enough money for Correa. Like I really like him. But how many times do you do you see Correa like one on one with the keeper, a great goal scoring opportunity, and he just doesn't do anything? But like the thirty million is just like you look at the prices of some of these players that have been moving around in Italy, and in the Premier League is obviously always inflated. Yeah, but like you look right. at the price of all these other guys who are like similar in Serie yeah, like Correa's like thirty million. Yeah, definitely, I'd take that and run. But I think we can definitely get more from, which is why I think that he's waiting off, right? And like. Yeah. Well, Tito doesn't have to sell. It's going to suck, though, because if he does stay, it's going to be a player who doesn't want to be at the club. He's going to play the yeah. shit the rest of the season, right? They're going to want to play him to, to get price up, but it's not going to happen. What right? Jerry said, he's been professional. It's as if he hasn't been playing. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't have to sell him, but at the same time, it's like, what other club is he linked with? Everton? No offense. It's like, uh, I'd rather go to Inter. Like, anyways, Milan's much nicer city in Liverpool. And Inter's a much bigger club than than Everton, so yeah, you know what I mean. Everton could offer us forty million and probably the same salary, if not a little more. But I don't know. I think two two players who will be sold. Well, one for sure. I think Caicedo's out the door. That's 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 going to be a, a sale that you're not going to hear until like last second. He'll be mm-hmm. going somewhere. Yeah, I think Caicedo is done. Everybody have a nice day with him because. He is not resigning his contract next summer. I think people got forget a lot that he wants to be a starter. It doesn't matter how old he is. He's still, for the amount of minutes he's played in the past seasons, he still has starter minutes in him. Um, he's always injured, though, man. It's like... he, that's another thing. But, again, he wants to leave and he wants to go somewhere. He gets paid. Go where? Who's going to? There, there are China League, man. The China League. There's He'd yeah. actually be he'd actually be a good backup. He'd actually be good on a team like Sassuolo to play like a double pivot with him and Caputo or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good shout. But yeah. you know, like I forgot, like you know what's actually kind of fucking us with our players, excuse my language, that the whole Salernitana like issue. Like we relied on these like these fillers, like uh Casasola and uh Kiyinye, all these like players that are on our books that we can't get rid of, we'd loan them out to Salernitana every season. Yeah. I don't know whatever I don't know whatever dark magic uh, that Lotito played, but we can't send players to Salernitana. And it's actually hurting them. They haven't signed anyone. They signed Simi, but I think they were relying on getting half of those players back. Their team is actually even worse now than it was when they got promoted. They haven't signed anyone. They I think they got a few guys. They got Bonazzoli yeah. as well. They got a few Bonazzoli. guys that are like, Half right. decent, but like obviously, yeah, definitely. Like half of Lazio was carrying them to Serie A last year. So, yeah. like, you look at the starting lineup, I think it was five or six of them. Like, at least half the starting 11 yeah. was from Lazio, or owned by Lazio, at least. I could, yeah. I could have definitely seen like a guy like Andre Anderson getting uh Serie A minutes, or, or Dermisi actually playing in the top league, or Johnny playing. It's like we could have offloaded five or six guys easily to the Salernitana, but like, we're not so like. 
these yep. four guys are stuck with a team that doesn't want them and they're probably not going to play for a year. It's like it, even the human behind the, these players is, is, is actually getting affected. So it kind of affects our club. So that I don't know. And the players. So that's another issue why we can't sign players, the, the liquidity index. So that's why we have to sell a guy like Correa, and maybe that's why we might have to sell for $30 million. At, at the end of the day, one or the other is going to happen. Let's just be realistic. If neither happens, we're stuck with a squad that we're not registered. We're, having, we're back to score one. Like our, Look at our starting lineup right now if we, we can't register players. We don't have disgusting. a right winger. <laughs> by, by the way, Steve, Steve I, and, and I want Stephen, because uh, you sent me an awesome article the other day when I was asking questions about this liquidity ratio, because yeah. I, I didn't really fully understand what's going on. So I, I thought you sent me a piece from the Laziali that explained it really well. Can you give our, our viewers and our listeners just a brief, you don't have to break it down like you're from NASA. Yeah, no, no, kind of, I, I, I'm not going to try to because I don't think I can get into that, that extent. Enough. I'm not you in the finance world. Give people an idea what's happening and what this liquidity ratio means. Yeah, like I'll, I'll kind of, I'll read it word for word in a brief sure. statement from the, from the site. But so it's from um, Lee Squares on Twitter. Um, he's an economics expert. So he was uh, able to help us out and or not us, but just the cultural community in general, understand what this was. Because I was even searching around and I said, like, we should probably put something out on this because liquidity ratio, liquidity index, liquidity indicator, that was all being thrown out, but no one really knew what it was. So um, he basically said that um, it's essentially measures of short term commitments can be met without creating debt. Um, so Italian clubs are required to communicate this twice a year. Um, so the upcoming day is going to be the 30th of uh, 30th of September. So we basically a month away, we have to kind of communicate this. Um, it can't be lower than a certain threshold set by the FIGC. And if I'm not mistaken, um, it is 0. or 0. 0.8, I believe is the thing that we cannot pass. And Lazio is currently at 0. 0.6 in December of 2020. So I think right now we're past the 0. 0.8 threshold mark. So we need to bring that back down. So and this is the thing that's going to be kind of, of shaky and, and shady is because they're banking on Korea's sale to basically unlock it. So we're going to get a cash injection from getting a loan from Lazio Events SRL, his company, Lutito's company, to basically solve this. But if we were to sell three of the players that are completely off of the books, then this problem would be solved already. So we have these 20 players, like Nando's mentioning, that we were sending off to Salernitana or sending off to these Serici sides. And we just have 20, 25 players that are, are literally without a home right now. And it's it's usually we wait till the last minute. I, I can't remember who said it on um, a recent podcast, but it was like uh, a week ago, like a week from the end of the transfer market. We just see like throughout the whole week. Oh, this player signed for Salonitana. This player signed for Salonitana. This player signed for Salonitana. Now we can't do that. So it's yeah. like, where are these 20, 25 players going to be ending up? I, I don't know. They might just be training out of, you know, their homes and stuff, which is honestly, <laughs> like you said, quite sad. But yeah. Yeah, and, and, yeah, I, we, and I've noticed, and, and obviously the, the Salernitana problem is is unique with Lotito and ownership, but I, I've noticed the last couple of years that this has affected some of the bigger clubs in City uh, overall, just in the fact that the accounting tricks before the pandemic used to be so much easier, where, yeah, right before the end of a transfer window, you do one of these, and it was an obvious accounting trick. Inter has done this a lot. Uh, they they used to do it every year, basically, with Pinamonti, where, like, oh, you would sell him, quote-unquote, sell him to, like, Genoa for a big fee, but then you had a gentleman's agreement to buy him back, or you would send players on loan for high fees. And, like, that seemed doable before the pandemic, but now, like, these smaller Stadia outsides, I guess they can't even justify doing that accounting trick on their books 
because of the way the revenues have been since COVID. So it's like I, I, th- I think it's affected. Uh, I think it's affected a lot of the bigger sides in Serie A. Obviously, the Salernitana problem is is unique uh, to Lazio, but I, I've noticed over the last couple of years this has been a bigger issue because, like, when Inter were in the uh, voluntary agreement they were in with UEFA to basically keep a zero balance sheet for financial fair play where usually teams get a three-year grace period Inter were in a voluntary agreement where they had to have a zero balance every single year they used to do that bullshit all the time and and it was a, it was a great accounting trick there was nothing against the rules about it where they would like sell players with buyback clauses you know wink wink buyback clauses to kind of balance their books and I, I don't just don't think it's doable anymore so it's really made it tougher for the bigger teams in Serie A to like do these tricks to balance their books now well, there's no more transparency now, I guess. Because with with yeah. Udinese, it's so smart because he owns Watford and they own Udinese. So there's never an issue because he has two teams in two separate leagues and he can always transfer them back and forth. And that's a lot of their business they do within their own two clubs. So in a way, it's good because you can always transfer that money back and forth and you can balance the two clubs and still bring in more players. So... I know it, it's never equated to anything in in the favor of Wunyanez in this list here, but do you, actually think saying, Lot- do you actually think Lotito wanted Salerno to be promoted to Serie A? Like his no. whole his, oh, his yeah. whole his whole dark magic trick just got fucked up. Speaking Absolutely, it's again, it's like like that he never expected that team to go to Serie A, and they really outperformed last year. And here he is, he's like, shit, I got to sell this club, and I'm stuck with like 20 human beings that I have no idea what the fuck to do with. You know, you should have been prepared. This though, like that, that's the big thing too that we talk about there that we were speaking about when it was going on, like the sale of Saranitana. Like, why why was that not thought about or you know what secured or at least a plan or at least a plan B at least for something that's gonna happen if they are to happen? Like that that was not even in the books. They had to get an extension to sell the club, and, and then at the end of the day, they put it off to some trust fund, I believe, or something like that. Like in the name in the name of his son. Yeah, like it's <laughs> come on. Like his son is my age. Like let's be realistic here. Like it's, it's ridiculous. So, but doesn't doesn't his brother-in-law own it? Like uh, Mezzaroma? So he had to. Yeah. So both of them kind of oh. had to part ways as well, though, right? So he couldn't. Um, they they couldn't do it like that because they wanted to do like okay, he'll take forty nine percent or something like that, but they they wouldn't allow it. So I think they just ended up doing the trust fund to. Uh, That's so stupid. It's a completely different owner. Like, yeah. You know. But they're related by, by, by marriage. Yeah, by marriage. It's his, brother, it's his brother-in-law, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to uh, answer a question. Actually. Family. Yeah. I want I want to answer a question that was asked a while ago. I never got to it. And About your skincare? Yeah, no, my skincare is from the cigarettes Please, I smoke. Stop pulling back those secrets. I, I smother, <laughs> I smother Dumont's onto my body. Um, but uh, in all honesty, Sergey Mengovsavis, do we do we think that he'll be gone? I don't think he'll ever be gone. I think this guy's going to be a Lazio legend like fucking Sergey, like Sena Lulic say. Uh, he, the guy's committed to the club. I'll, I'll love to hear what you guys think, but I think that he'll stay longer than Immobile, Alberto. Those guys will all be sold first before Savage even gets sold, and they'll just reinvest that money into new players. Um, I, I think Savage is here for the long term. It, it's going to be his team. Eventually, once he mobile steps down, he'll become the captain. And, and, and by the time he's what in a couple, of, I I think that Immobile will probably be sold in a couple of years. I don't even think he'll be here until twenty twenty five personally. And I think that why not? See, 
Why not? I because I, I think that players they, they, they hit a peak and, and Latito will try to cash in when he can. That's Latito when he does it. These guys remember just because you're I, low, I wouldn't doubt that. Look at Parolo, yeah. look at Lulich, like look what yeah. happened there too, right? Look at close up, yeah. for example, too. Like it it's been weird how he's he's done some of those over the years, especially with people who have dedicated so much. I really don't think he's gonna sell Immobile. Like Immobile is Immobiles are a legend. He's not gonna mm-hmm. leave Jerry. I think no, Alberto, I think maybe Alberto me. means shit to me, man. It's a business. It's like, well, where's he gonna go though? Like, he, yeah, he's seriously, tried playing, like this... he's tried playing abroad. Uh, he clearly is a much better fit in Serie A. He loves Lazio. I know, I, man, I, I don't but, see it, man. But it doesn't yeah, matter. It's, 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 not day, it's leave, a business. Man. It's a business. He, yeah, but I always thought there's, there's always teams that out there. Who, Saudi who Arabia, it China. Doesn't matter. There's he's, always he's, something. He, man. He's, not gonna, he's, he's not gonna go there, Jerry. Come on, give me a break. He's thirty-one. I don't see I don't see him being a mercenary like that. Yeah, absolutely not. It, like, it, it doesn't have to be him though. It could be the club who forces him out, man. You don't know this stuff. Like, and, and why I, wouldn't they I, force him out like a few years ago when he scored twenty nine goals or when he scored <laughs> when he had the golden boot and his value was at 30, uh, 60 million euros? Because you had him in his peak. You had him in his prime. His prime with 27, 28. You got him in his prime, man. Like, I don't know, Jerry. Like, never say had... never. I'm just saying never say never because I thought Senna Lulic was going to stay another season. Didn't stay. I thought Parolo could have been a good option in the midfield. I know that he's he he's not young, but still serviceable player. Good second option in that midfield. Gone. Um, there there are players who you think that are going to be here long term, but you don't know how Latito does shady things, man. And and, and it doesn't. Sur- in I'm, all I'm fairness, actually those guys are like 35, 36. No, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm shocked that we haven't sold Alberto yet. I'm shocked that somehow he hasn't sold Korea yet. And I, I, I'm shocked that Savage is still staying with the club for the law. Exactly. Right Money there. Talks. Money talks, man. If if someone comes to you and says, I want Immobile for $40 million at the age of 32, are you fucking crazy, man? He's taking $40 million. He's going to reinvest into the club. The guy wants money. No yeah. one's ever safe on Lazio. Okay, then who do, we, who do we replace Immobile with? Who he doesn't give a fuck who he replaces with him. <laughs> I'm sure. in his fucking pocket. We, we don't need, to, we don't need anyone else. We already have the replacement. We have Murici. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, man, don't... I I was so... I, 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 I think Savage leaves before Immobile. No, I think Immobile leaves before Savage. I think Savage is your long term. You honestly think... Savage, you can Savage is 26. 26. Um, He's invested to the club, man. Yeah, this is probably, especially if he has a good. He's been, he's hit another level the last two years. Especially if he really, if he scores more than 10 goals again this year and he, and he bangs in like another few, uh, another 10 assists, he's definitely going to go to one of the big clubs. And I really, and I really see him going to maybe like Real Madrid or something because he's born in Spain. So, like, that's technically his home. No, yeah, and, I know, but and, he just and, bought a house in Lazio, eh, in Rome. He literally just bought a house this year in Rome and has settled down. And, okay, like, his, his salary is what, 5 million euros? Real Madrid yeah, offers, <laughs> if Real Madrid offers him 10. Real Madrid offers him 10. Dude, he's going to say, fuck that. Like, I'm leaving. Like, Okay, it'll be his vacation house. And, and uh, honestly, Inter got – I love Lukaku, great player, but they got 115 million euros for a guy who had the season of his life at 28 years old. Come on. And you're telling me they're going to get one of the most complete midfielders in the fucking world for for 100? Like, dude, it's uh, I think Savage, if he has a mega season, which is probably likely to happen, we should just really appreciate who, who, the next year we have him. Unless he just says, you know what? I don't care about money. A million dollars more, a million dollars less to make a difference in my life. Sure, he's going to stay. But, dude, uh, when you have 
when your salary is doubled from five to ten million or twelve, friends, you might even go to PSG, man. Like they're paying Wijnaldum like what ten million? And everybody, why not? And in honesty, like I, I wouldn't even think Wijnaldum starts in our and in, in Lazio midfield with the players we have. In all honesty, like it's, seriously, like yeah, Savage is. Um, I I wish with all my heart he stays. Like he's. He's a, you can tell he's a Lazio hundred percent, but like I think there's an agreement in play, like what uh, Aston Villa had with uh, Grealish. I think it's going to be one of those things where if the money comes, if the offer comes, yes. if the demands are met, yeah. then it's ultimately your decision. If you want to go, then we'll let you go. But we need our we need our funds, or at least our our release clause, whatever the case may be. I don't think he has one, or if he does, it's not as much. But I think it's if those demands are met, we'll let you go. But until then, did Villa actually think anyone would pay hundred million euros for? Uh, no, they didn't. So the owner came out and put a video out, and like he—that's what all clubs should freaking do. It was unreal. But he came out and basically said, like, because all the fans were obviously upset. They just sold one of their best players. Like he's yeah. going to be obviously a big part of their season. And he basically came out and said, "This, this is the method. This is what happened. This is why the situation came to this as it did." And it was basically like they put a release clause on him for over a hundred mil. They said something excessive that they didn't think that anyone would ever pay. City came in and said, "Hey, we're going to give you whatever it was one." over 100 and they said okay well now it's player's decision do you want to make the move or not and he said sure so they had that agreement in play and the, and the president and owner came out and said that right so as long as they speak the truth and ultimately it happens it, it happens right is Grealish better than Korea is Grealish better than Korea I think yeah. so I think he is like, I, 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 honestly the biggest downfall so. of Korea let's be realistic is, is, is inconsistency it's no it's inconsistency yeah absolutely. that is finishing yeah. Grealish, different different position, different player. I think Grealish is more of a midfielder compared to Correa, who's more of an attacker, left forward, left winger sort yeah. of thing. So I'd honestly, more take, explosive. I'd honestly take Grealish. He's more consistent, I'd say. And he was able to carry a team and become a captain of Aston Villa at a young age. So he's got mm-hmm. that mentality. He's got yeah. that confidence, right? So is he worth what he's what, what he our city just paid for him? That's obviously the debatable thing, right? I don't, I don't think he's worth that much, but mm-hmm. definitely a good player. Guys, I, I want to use uh, hold Ivano's. On, but I just want to say, like, with Savage, he had the chance to go to PSG. There was PSG back in the day. There was Man United. And, and Latito shot down big money offers. I thought, didn't he turn down $150 million for no, Savage? I don't, I don't think or is that bullshit? That's bullshit. That's bullshit. He, 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 he turned down $70 million from Juve in 2018. That, yeah. That's he, a fact. He, yeah. like, Latito, he, he, he holds pride in his best players. And... and and, and I hope to God we never sell the fucking Juve. Like that's one team. I no, he will never do that. He already said he'll never do I'd, that. I'd, with I'd, Savage. I'd, I mean, with uh, with Juventus. I'm just saying he's turned down big offers for Savage, and that's how much he values. I'm sure he gave me a link of a Savage before he even considers selling Savage. Even if he gets an offer, the first three players who are going to be sold before him, and telling you, man, is all first Alberto, because Correa might be gone. Correa or or Alberto. Because Alberto is what twenty eight now, he, he I think he already hit his ceiling. You you sell him now, you get what you can get for him because you're not going to get any more from Alberto. What you're getting is what you're getting. With then Savage, who do we replace? Who do we replace Alberto with? You, Honestly, this, this is the business, man. That like you you can't hold on to these guys forever. You got to start thinking young, man. We're not getting this squad is getting older. It's not getting younger. We got younger. We signed Romero. Like, here, yeah. What? Like the Patriots of uh, Gaucho. I'm just saying, man. These are these are these are, and with our finances and and the pandemic, these are decisions that are going to happen. And I and I see a big thing being sold, if not this summer, definitely next summer. And I, and, and I agree, Alberto is going to be amazing under sorry, but we're going to hit a wall where we're actually going to need money, and and 
unless Sal Lanterna goes back down and that solves a lot of issues next summer and then we can start loading back out to these shit fucking players, then that would save a lot of headaches. But I'm just saying, you, you got to look in the event that not everybody's is, is this is we're a small club. We're not a rich club where, where we can make money and hold on to our players. I think we've done a good job in the last five years somehow retaining our best players. But I think that can only get so far with Lazio. And we're seeing that now, man. Or we don't so have, we're to have, we're having a Champions League last season. We got wiped, you know. We did okay. I'm just being better than my club. Yeah, I'm, we did better I, than Inter. I'm yeah. saying this because I was so invested in Tenzaghi, and I always thought that this guy was going to stay long-term. Three more years, he was going to stay with Lazio, committed to the project, blah, blah, blah. And then I came to realize loyalty to the club only gets you so far. And 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 I say that because there are very rare players like Savage who have actually stuck to their word and have never requested to leave, have always gone around their business, never gone to the media and say, I want out, has never c- complained about how much he's making or a, a plane or this or that. He He's a true professional. And you know, immobile is the same thing, right? Absolutely, but I'm, I'm, I'm categorizing... So hold on. Here's another thing. He's never got into the situation where, where Savage has, where there's offers where PSG wants him, Man United wants him. Yeah, but that's that's Jerry. That's like, all speculation. That's, it was just it, it could have been like Leonardo saying, "Hey, maybe we might need this guy." Uh, the only concrete offer I know was that Juve offer back in 2018 where they offered him 70 million. Leonardo's always been interested though. Like he, the, Milan and, and PSG have been interested because of Leonardo. That's that's yeah. the, the main reason for that. I don't think any offers ever been made, but I think the interest is there. Yeah, from I I do think he ends up at PSG. In all honesty, like I don't see. Uh, that. I'd say Real Madrid. I yeah, Madrid. I say Madrid. If it, if it did happen, Madrid, because he's already said that he likes. He's already just, said that too. Yeah, it's similar. It's, it's hot weather like Rome. It, it, there's. Kind of similar lifestyle, that, right? yeah, yeah. Nice guy, I find yeah. he does not want to go to PSG. I'm just saying, like, I get what you're saying that like Immobile is committed to the city, but Savage has been much longer with the club. He has a, a higher ceiling. Hey, it's still a year, man. For me, six seasons. The year. Bro. I, I'm just saying, I, I might, I might shitting on Immobile. I, I think you know how much I love the guy, but like, I just think Savage is on an other level. Like I'm, I'm grateful that he's always come out and, and publicly stated and has stood by his word, but how much he cares about the club and like has never considered to even think about leaving. Even when we're here in Europa League, how we're, we're the situation. I think it's his opinion. It's his like his um, attitude as well, right? Like we, we yes, we saw Berto and Immobile have like the the instigations like with within Zoggy, right? I don't think I've ever seen Sergey like we might have like kind of the down face or whatever, throw up the hands sometimes in games, but like he's never had like a brawl with like the manager or with another player that that I can remember at least. I, I could be exactly. wrong. But I think everyone like out of Immobile, out of Luis Alberto, out of him, like him and a Cherby, I think have been like one of the guys that like you will not see them complain because they're there to play football. It's all they really care about. Even in mobile, I can't think of him. Like you know, Seth, he's always gotten along with the team. Unless oh yeah, you know, he's had a Parma. few last year. Last year he had to go on the bench for a game. Immobile? Yes, yeah. against Parma, he he got subbed off. Tantrum started snapping. Down. Stevens right, he started wow. snapping. Yeah, yeah. He got benched yeah. the next game against Inter Milan. 
came off as yeah. Remember, Caicedo off, started instead Caicedo of started. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we lost wow. one nothing that game. That was yeah. the game where Johnny yeah. didn't pick yeah. up his I do, guy. I do remember that. Now. Yeah, that was such, yeah. a, that was such a terrible but, game, so guys. I, I want to use uh, Ivano's question here to segue to predictions for the season, and and I love. Uh, God, God bless Ivano. Oh, did we lose Jerry? That's weird. Even though we're doing a Lazio episode, he's a Roma supporter, and uh, and he's been like dropping Roma messages nonstop in the chat. Uh, we, we love you, Ivano. Uh, I don't know if I can speak for the Lazio supporters, but he mm. says, "Do you guys do you guys think Roma and Lazio can do better than some of the teams from the north because of the coaches we brought in?" And and if you guys also want to your opinions on the. Uh, on Tammy Abraham, Tammy Abraham, who's arrived at Roma. Now, this, guys, I want this to be a segue for your predictions on where Lazio finishes. Jerry, I'll start with you, and then we'll go to Steven, Nando, and Mike. Um, you know, obviously... Go with Mike, team... man. The guy hasn't even talked yet, man. Let's go with some then. fucking words. The poor guy just came back from Afghanistan. Look, he looks so <laughs> shook up. I want to ask him about that, too, before we're done. So, so, so Mike... Yeah, we're, we're talking, you know, a, a fight for top four. Where, where do you think Lazio are going to end up finishing? Uh, okay, realistically, let's be honest. We're not discussing the biggest payroll in the league. Uh, I say – I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say fifth, fifth place, and we're back in the Europa League. Uh, again, I like the coaching. Uh, another question I wanted to ask that uh, – now, will Serie A this year, will, will it be full capacity at stadiums? They get to the top right now, yeah. Fifty. Yeah. I think the closer will get to seventy five percent by the end of the season because the Italian. Who knows, though? The new variant coming around. I yeah. Could, uh, yeah. Go back to twenty five very quick. Because yeah, do you think something like that does affect payroll and especially for a team like Lazio? We're not. You're right. We're not a big budget team. We're the poor. You know, we're on the lower half of payroll. But I say, you know, optimistically fifth place. Uh, I, I'm not expecting another. Uh, Unless it's some kind of miracle or something happens to the, one of the top four teams that uh, really knocks them out. I mean, I'm looking for fifth place. We'll go, we'll go to Nando next. Okay. It's pretty tough. It depends what goes our way. Uh, if our starting 11 – it all depends which players we sign. If we get Avicii, Lucas Leva, I say we get a guy like Torreira, which I – it's on my heart. I wish would happen, but we won't. Yes. Uh, I think we'll get Toma Bazic, which looks like an interesting profile, and and we get I don't know a winger or two. I honestly, if Saudi ball clicks, top four, and I, I, These I are way more optimistic than I. I, I like I said, I'm being optimistic. <laughs> the reason why is I really like I finally see a dip in Atalanta. Uh, for the first time, like I actually, I hope not because I took a lot of other players in my pool. But um, oh. uh, I do see, a, I see a bit of a dip with Atalanta. Uh, I really, I really, I'm really, I'm really hard on Milan. I really feel that team really punched way above their weight level last year. Their starting eleven isn't great, and Pioli, we all know how Pioli is from experience. Has one good season, then crashes faster than the Hindenburg. So. <laughs> So I mean, Milan Milan's eleven out of the top seven is probably the weakest. Like uh, to, like pound for pound, they're starting eleven. I I I really don't think it's that good. So I think top four if things click, fifth or sixth if shit hits the fan. So Stephen, I, I got to get your take because you you gave us the impression yeah. that uh, you're you're not as high as Nando. So what do I, you I don't think top four is a question right now, especially like, 
I'm gonna go because I'm doing predictions. Like, okay, what 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 if we sign these three players? Whatever. If we're going with our exact lineup right now and our, our depth right now, and that's including the people that haven't been registered. So let's say they're registered. We make no new signings. I, I don't think top four is even a question. I think we put everything into the Copa Italia, get out of the Europa League early because we're not going to go far in that. Serie try to salvage something after we get out of the Copa Italia, or maybe we, we can squeeze away through, get to the final, and hopefully win a trophy. But I, I honestly would be happy with a Europa League spot, and that would be as optimistic as I'm, I'm willing to get if our team stays as is. If we're able to reinforce, and let's say we get a winger, let's say we get a center back, and let's say we get a CDM, then I could probably see us finishing fifth, like just outside of top four. And that's obviously depending on all the other teams, Mercato's as well, right? Like there's still, that's why it's hard to do these predictions right now. Like we said that before too, like there's so many things that could change. Like let's say Intercells Martinez, for example, right? Like Lotaro, like that changes the spectrum of everything. Let's say Juventus go and sign, I don't know, so, someone else. Let's say Ronaldo leaves, for example. Like there's so many different things that could happen right now. So it's very difficult. So like taking it as is right now, I'd be happy with the Europa League spot. So like sixth would be good for me as an optimistic side of things. Jerry, I'll give you the last word on that. I'm, I'm with Steven. I, uh, if we go exactly, I, I until the, the market's done, then I can give a, an honest answer. But, um, if we go based on like what he said, our starting lineup right now and the register players are not even in, we're fucked. We're literally fucked. Like there are so many holes that we already discussed and I don't need to talk about it again. I will go on the basis and be optimistic that we will sign, we will register these players, and I think three additional players will come in. I think somehow Latito is going to pull off some miracle. And in the event that I'll, I'll say that he brings in Kostic, Toma Basic, and I'll, and I'll go on, on the limit, maybe Shakiri, I'll say. Because, and I, and I say Shakiri, <laughs> I say Shakiri and not Coutinho, because the price range is, is Latito range. And that's why I, I kind of think that it hasn't been done yet with Leon. Like, it's been days where they haven't finalized that deal. They were supposed to be $2 million separated. Um, $8 million for Shakiri. I'm sure that the longer they wait, Leon, that's a, a deal where Latito is licking his lips, where it's it's a similar Chino Immobile, Luis Alberto deal, where it's in that yeah. price range. You know what I mean? You really got to look at the dollar signs of, of these kind of players. And, and like a Toma Boss is $10 million. Uh, like like Stephen Moore said. Of I'm sorry, is, six, $6 million for Shakiri is an or $8 million, whatever it is. Under $10 million for Shakiri is an amazing. Deal. It's a steal, yeah. man. Yeah, you go. It's a and, and he's a name, too. It's as if he's yeah. – uh, like he yeah. comes from England. Like he brings he, – he, he, and he's played he, in Italy too. He's played with, with Inter. He stated his desire to come back to Italy. He said he's fond of Tade, and we know how Tade loves to, to get in his, his people into Lazio. So yeah. it's a, that's an absolute ideal profile. And Jerry said it. Like he's wrote a piece on it. So like yeah, I'd love to see it happen. But I'm scared shitless for a goalkeeper situation, guys. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's like um, we might lose Dracosha for free. If- yeah. Makes you me fucking sick. Don't say that, man. He's he's our rock. Oh, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, don't we have like a young kid who's actually good in the primavera? Uh, uh, Lanato. Yeah, isn't he supposed to be like? Uh, well, we we had I don't know. Nunes, we had Guerreri. We had all these guys, and they yeah, all no shit you know, the fucking bad. Alia is another one. We we have all yeah, these guys, right? So. I mean, if if we add these players, Alex, I say we we compete for a fourth place. I I think that. 
Well, let's, place we can yeah, let's, let's see the three. But if we don't make uh, any additions, Adula. I'm with Steve. I say we go mm. six. I think for, that we we compete for, for Europa League spot. So um, just for just for fun, who do you think these three players are? I I just tweeted out. I said Toma Basic, Kostic, and I said Coutinho. Does it um, bother you guys that like, we haven't signed any Italian players? Like maybe that's just me being like of Italian heritage. I want to see more Italians on Lazio. Hold on, I want to say something actually, you guys, quick. The reason why the Korea deal has been really difficult too, there's a 15% um, yeah from Sevilla. Yeah, from Sevilla. So that. you got to be careful now. The reason yeah. why he wants 40 million is because it actually means he's making 30 million on the yeah. actual deal. If he sells him for 30, he's not making 30. He's making no. 20. So that's why his price is significantly high for Korea. I never knew about this buyback 15%. Yeah, the sell on. The sell on fee, I fucking hate it. It makes me nervous. And a lot of teams do it, and it sh- fucks him right in the ass. Especially I mean, it's great for the team making the sale. It's not yeah. so great for the next team selling. Yeah. <laughs> like Alberto, there's a ten percent I think sell on or something like that. If he gets sold too, yeah. like it's yeah. it's a joke because like, and that's why Alberto's sixty million and not forty million. Like we're overvaluing our players too because yeah. we're not really trying to get. 40 million for the player. We're trying to get 30 million for the player. Well, I can tell you right now, uh, unless Lautaro is sold, Inter are not paying 40 million for anybody. I mean, no. and, and that's and another I, thing, actually. Yeah. Tomorrow is his contract. They're going to discuss. They're having a meeting tomorrow. Yeah. So the yeah. chance, let's just say now, all of a sudden, that Lautaro's contract meeting goes south and it doesn't go well. It, could. it might go south. Let's just say, hypothetically, um, I, I don't want to wish anything bad for anybody. I. I that's just like the way I am. Um, hey, no, you gotta get into. In, they gotta go further down. So yeah, let's sell them. <laughs> in, in the event, in the event that Lautaro does not commit and doesn't sign a contract, he's for sale now in the next two weeks. He yeah. goes, and then Korea really becomes a situation that he could actually come in. If, if, if Lautaro goes, he's coming in for sure. If Lautaro it, it, goes, it has to be coming in. Back. If Lautaro goes, and Zagi quits. I'm telling you now. Like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm telling you now. Inzaghi quits. That's possible. No, and, and, and honestly, from everything, I don't think from, so. from everything that I'm told, um, and I take it with a grain of salt because Sooning is Sooning. But from from everything I've been told, uh, they're they're not selling Lautaro. Take and again, take it with a grain of salt because Interisti have been lied to many times in the last couple of months. From what I understand, basically it was an either or Lautaro or Lukaku, and they had actually they had agreed a fee with Tottenham. And then Chelsea stepped it up massively for Lukaku, and they sold Lukaku. And even I think even Steven Zhang understands you can't sell Lukaku and Lautaro and Hakimi in the same transfer window. Maybe you know. I, and again, I can't uh, say I can't say with a hundred percent confidence. I, I know, man. Say I, I would have sold Lukaku for that price too. In honesty, like I I I like Lukaku. I just I just think everyone's just kind of like. Riding high on him because he had an amazing season, but he's not 130 he, million. He, he was he was okay at Manchester United. He was yeah. he was he was good his first season at Inter, and he was great last season. Yeah. So it was a it was a steady progression. But I mean, it would who in the right mind would pay 120 115 million for Lukaku, 28 year old? Stupid money. I mean, exactly. Like it's his best season. He scored 24 goals, and yeah. Immobile, Immobile, who had a kind of like an indifferent season, scored 20. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So what, what was I? What was I going to say? Uh, I wanted to before. before hold on, hold on. Uh, sorry, Alex. Strakosha, 
Because uh, I think Mike really is uh, obsessed with Tarkasha. So <laughs> here's the thing, Mike, and I and I'll, I'll have Steven and, and Nando okay. back as well. If if he's not our starter, you fucking sell the guy. That's it. There's no ifs ands and buts. He's your starter. He'll sign a contract. He's not your starter. He wants to get the fuck out. And we can't lose this guy on a free. He can get at least twenty million dollars for this guy at least. So okay, who are you replacing with? Reina? There's so many Reina, there's so many different guys. You might, have, you might as well replace him with Reina because Sari loves him too. He's going to play every yeah. fucking Tom, Dick, That's and Harry guy. game. Let's, let's, I don't know, but now it's, it's getting to a point of th- there must be something man. going on with Strakosha and, and the club in general because there's no reason why Reina's, Reina's starting our last preseason game. There's no reason why he started more than half of them. Like It, it makes no sense. No, it there's got to be There's got to be something on behind the scenes, right? So whether that be... He said something because so obviously something happened between him and Nzagi, or maybe it was him in the club, and the club told Nzagi, "You're not playing Strakosha just like that, right?" A lot of people said it was due to Reina's ball control and able to distribute, but who knows? There could be things behind the scenes where it's even carrying over into Saudi as well, right? Like I don't think Saudi would have would have done the same thing. So there must be something either that he's not seeing, or there must be something going on behind the scenes with management where it's like we're not going to play you, right? Which is just weird though because you think right. you'd want to sell him, replace mm-hmm. him. We had. Could have gone Golini, could have gone Musso, could have gone Cranio, could have gone. There's so many guys in Italy yeah. itself, and that's just thinking about Insadia yeah, that we could have replaced him with, right? So, well, makes me Cranio would have been my guy. You made a point about having more times on Lazio, but that requires Lotito again opening up the big his checkbook. Yeah, I would have. have the I would have loved Cranio, in honesty. Like that's yeah. speaking of Italian. Let's be honest, he's a better keeper than both Sirigu and Meret. And for whatever reason, he was left off the national team. He's probably the second best Italian keeper right now is, is Sirigu. I know it's Sirigu. Cranio, Cranio, easily. And like, why he's wasting away in, in Sardinia is beyond me. The, mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I, that's the first guy. I would, even if I was Milan, that's the first guy I would have bought was Cranio. Like, uh, he should be going to Inter because Handanovic is finished too, in honesty. Like, why is he? Why is he still at a mid-table to lower mid-table club? Like he should be playing for a lot. He should be playing for an Inter. He should be playing mm-hmm. for any like. And again, you know what? You know what? The, you know what? The the money talks. No, the thing on Kanye mm-hmm. is he's not good with his feet. Like again, mm-hmm. who cares? Like I've seen. Cares. <laughs> but yeah. is, is Frulanetto a homegrown player for us? Yes. Oh. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Is that's a homegrown player. It's a homegrown yeah. player. So you mm-hmm. bring Frulanetto in. You make a profit on Turkosha. There's another. There's your money too. You can help you to buy. We, we we should not be starting if we were to bring him up. There's no way we're starting either. Like that's the thing though. We'd be starting Reina then as our first choice goalkeeper, and then our backup is an 18 year old who really hasn't proven himself. So Fernando is like 18. Yeah, there's no chance. The only the only 16 year old that's ever succeeded was done a rumor, and he and he's the he'll be the next the the the, the next best goal in the next 50 years. So it's I I I get what you guys are saying, but there's no point of keeping a guy who's not going to play. In, 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 in We don't have anyone to replace him, though. The homegrown players, we don't have anyone else to come in, which is why Strakosha has to stay. That's why Cataldi's been here rotting on the bench. I feel bad for the dude, but that's why he's there still. Like, it's the same situation with him, right? So, yeah. Uh, I actually... Cataldi does have some decent qualities that I think might be okay under Sari. I think he's going to thrive under Sari. He, he can pass the ball and he can shoot. I would really, I'm really disappointed with Murcia. Like, I'm sad he left. Like, maybe it's a nostalgia in me that he scored the winning goal against Juve like, a few years ago. But I'll be happy if Cataldi plays like, a decent role this year. In honesty, that turned yeah. out, and that that Murja turned into Lazzari, which has been a fucking 
massive upgrade mm-hmm. for us, like massive. And still, I, I think that he is going to really have a role with Italy in a year and a half. Come to come coming next season. This yeah, season after. I think he'll he'll solidify as a right back. If he or if he, compete. If he he'll plays compete. good as right back, like I, like. You be a Spinazzola on the right side. Yeah, exactly. Like Di Lorenzo's good, but he'll never be better than good. Uh, Calabria maybe, but I I just don't. I like see Calabria. It. I like Calabria. I think he's really turned his game around. I, I just he's don't really like anything man. Milan. <laughs> I know. I noticed that. I I think that Milan's is not as bad as you think they are, man. But yeah, I, I got to wrap it up in a moment, guys. So I want to give everybody that time a for you. It is actually it's dinner time. I haven't eaten dinner yet. You so fucking ah, pussy. You're a hey, pussy. Listen, man, I went from one stream to the yeah, next, bro. Pussy. Wall, wall to wall fucking today. You're pussy. a pussy. Because well, I haven't eaten dinner yet. I'm a. Pu- I don't. I don't know why they pussy. make you pussy. <laughs> what are you eating? Nutella. Uh, maybe. What's wrong with that? We'll see. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I, I want to give everybody a chance to plug their work. And Mike, I want to start with you, man, because your YouTube channel is fascinating, and, and obviously, uh, it's it's got to feel like a weird time right now because back in the spring, you know, a few yeah. months ago, you were in Kabul, Afghanistan, and yeah. obviously, it was a much different Afghanistan than it is today. Uh, shit has absolutely hit the fan over there. So that must be weird. I would encourage everyone to check out Mike's channel, Mike No Go Zones on YouTube. You can see his Afghanistan episode and all the other great episodes. Just l- let me let me know how you're feeling about all that and where where people can find you, bro. Well, again, like I said, you go on YouTube, you type in Mike No Go Zones, or if you go on Instagram, you'll see all the cool photos I take on these wacky trips I do. What I'm feeling right now, I'm angry, frustrated, sad for the friends I made there, and I and I mean from like the staff at the hotel that hosted me. To the guy that uh, I actually grew a beard out for the episode of Afghanistan, so I could blend yeah. in better. And then I made it. Uh, my guy joked with me. He goes, "You don't wear a beard back at home, do you?" I go, "No." He's like, "You know, we got a good barber shop here. We can shave that thing." I told him those old school shaves with the razor and all that. And I went for five dollars, including tip. Dude, the guy, you know, gave me like wow. one of those. Yeah, it was cool. And uh, my heart broke. I'm, I'm heartbroken because they're good people there. And they don't deserve to be ruled by a bunch of terrorists. And if you watch the video, I call them out for what they are. I go, see, these guys are thugs, they're criminals, and what they're doing to their own, they're enslaving their own people, which makes it really painful. It's kind of like they're going to want to remake the society to go back into medieval times, and they don't deserve that. No one does. So um, I'm trying to stay in touch with the friends I made there uh, through WhatsApp, Facebook, Facebook. Uh, Two, I know are still doing okay. They're just hiding. And it's just, yeah, sorry to bring everyone down about this. It's a really depressing topic, but. Uh, oh, I mean, it's, 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 it's depressing, but it's important. It is. And, uh, but my next video should be out in a month, I expect. And that's Iraq. And. Fuck did you know what? I'm way more optimistic about Iraq. I was treated great. Oh. Uh, it was, uh, I had a good time, actually. Actually, uh. Got pretty plastered a couple of nights there. You can get a beer. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That is fucking great. Iraqi beer is good, by the way. Wow. I never would yeah. have thought. Are there like Iraqi IPAs? Like, well, what is the beer like? Nah, it's, you know what it is? It's it's just like a Budweiser or a Labatt's for the Canadians out there. I was just happy to drink one because it hit, uh, I'm going to say to both temperatures, it hit 120 Fahrenheit, which is like 45 to 50 Celsius. Wow. Looking around the sun. So when you you gotta deal with that dry heat, you gotta drink a beer. You just got to. And even though it was just a plain old 
nothing fancy. It tasted like mother's milk and that kind of temperature. So, you know, (laughs) yeah. That's That's kind of what I experienced. So at that moment, at that time, it was the greatest beer in the world. Now, I'm sure if I drank it here, eh, whatever. It's just (laughs) the milk. But trust me, when it's that hot out, you want something cold. And that should be out in a month. Uh, You can watch videos I did in Syria. I was in Lebanon. I was in Turkey. Turkey is actually like a tribute video because it's a country I liked. Uh, I go into the hoods. I go to the west side of Baltimore. I almost got shot by a drug dealer. Um, Like the wire in real life. Yeah. uh, Well, that was my fault. I I was walking through the hood and I video uh, recorded a drug dealer in action. Oh, no shit. Yeah. (laughs) You don't want to do that. No, no. I had to explain to him what it was and... uh, you know, he, he actually looked me up on his phone to see if I was telling him the truth. And when he saw me there, he's like, oh, okay. He kind of let me go with a warning, though. He's like, don't wow. go through here again. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Like, did, did you promise, like, to, like, blur him out? Like, could people see I, he, he, I gave him a business card so he knows my name. He, he has all my information. So, yeah, he got he deleted out. He could you, theoretically. He could, he could find me. <laughs> and I know his name. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I had a target. If, if I put him in the video, I'd have a target on my back. So, uh, Avon Barkley coming for you, man. <laughs> I whitewashed that scene in the Baltimore video, but you can see me run around uh, the South Bronx, South Side of Chicago. I went into uh, for my for people in Miami, uh, Opalaka, Miami Gardens. I got episodes there, so yeah, I got a I got a whole bunch of stuff. So Iraq is the next one. Dude, That'll be coming up soon. I think I saw an episode of yours where you're in a restaurant or something and, and like you're analyzing it. I forgot what it was though. If it was Detroit or something. I, I don't remember though. Okay, yeah, Detroit cool. was a good one. Detroit was a good one. Nice. Yeah, make make sure it really is fascinating stuff. So make sure you check Mike out. Go to YouTube, search Mike yeah. No Go Zones. Uh you'll get hooked, man. You'll subscribe, you'll get hooked. Uh Nando, where can people find you, sir? Uh, like it says under my name here, uh, Nando underscore Magnus. Uh, you'll see me tweeting some random Lazio stuff, uh, how I dislike influencers on Instagram and, (laughs) (laughs) and other random stuff. So yeah, uh, I'm always down for a chat, whether it's about history, politics or Lazio or Calcio in general. So find me, hit me up. Yeah. A really good Twitter follow. Uh, Stephen Moore is kicking ass and taking names all day, all night at the Lazio. Where can people find you, man? Personally, um, at S underscore K underscore more. But uh, yeah, most of the work is done uh, through at the underscore Laziali. So just uh, one stop shop for all things Lazio where we're going to see the community uh, get together this year again. So hopefully we get a good season ahead of us. Jerry, uh, tell tell fucking Lotito just to 30 million. I want to get this Korea deal done. I just I want Inter to have some sort of a, a settle like a settled striking uh you know quartet heading into the season coming up so i hope you can help me get this done where can people find you and all your work jerry uh jay mancini eight and most of my work is with Stephen moore the laziale um i've decided to like, really cut back the season and, and stick to like one or two sites it just makes life easier and when you commit to more than one site they think that you can or should provide more than one piece. And it's like, no, <laughs> I don't get paid to do it. So <laughs> I do it on my time. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I prefer just writing for Laziale. It's what I enjoy the most. And then uh, it's just easier. When I got to start learning about six different teams, it's so hard to keep up, I, I've noticed. But um, yeah. Send Tito your computer, eh? Send yeah. him a nice little note in your computer before the uh, this market's done. You should refund you for that. 
I saw a question here. No to Pedro. Fuck him. He was good with Chelsea. We don't know, want no fucking goddamn Roma leftovers. And uh, Orsolini, I'm 50-50. So. Good way to end it. Good stuff, man. I don't you know, got, man. You... Fuck Roma. Yeah. I fucking hope they burn. Anyways. <laughs> you guys can find my stuff, of course, not only here on the Couch Connection with Jerry and all of our great guests and panelists. Culture Connection Patreon page. You can subscribe to that. It, it's mostly inter-content, but we're going to definitely expand to more stuff once the season arrives. And you guys can check out the daily shows that I do, Talking American Sports on the Five Reasons Sports Network. I broadcast live on YouTube, Five Reasons Sports. You can find me noon to 1 p.m. every single day, just shooting the shit and talking uh, you know, American sports. And then I get my Calcio fixes at night here on the couch connection. Are, so are we doing internets during the day because of uh your yeah i think i think so. duties yeah 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 i think we should do it during the day just so um, we're, we're on here now so people know yeah just so people know um i'm thinking uh may, maybe what is your uh what does your friday look like here oh my fridays are brutal man any day but really? friday oh, okay. Fridays are. Maybe. but i i can make it work whatever maybe we'll, we'll figure something out because uh, we were originally thinking tomorrow but it's like so soon between episodes uh, it's like too quick of a too quick of a turnaround. Maybe, maybe Alex, uh, October 17, it's Lazio Inter. Oh, mm. man. You know, so, okay, uh, we'll, maybe we can watch it at uh, Fritz and Franz. We'll probably we should. Have game we yeah. should, because I, I really want to freaking go to Italy and watch it with Nando, but there's no way I can get away in October uh, mm. during. You're uh, going to Italy to watch season. the game in October? No, it's it's an idea. It's an idea. Like my uh, one of my one of my I'm best not friends. Ready yet, man. One of my yeah. best friends is an Italista, and. Uh, so we might hit it up, and it'll be interesting to see Simone and Zaghi's first game back, right? That would be yeah. that would be a trip for sure. Quick question: Has anyone on the panel yeah. been to the Stadio Olimpico yet? What? Has anyone here been to the Stadio Olimpico yet? Yeah, many What's times. Nando many times. like a hundred times for sure. Yeah, many times. I I've been. actually I've been to a few derbies. I went to Lazio Juve right before mm-hmm. uh, December 2019. That was a good game. It's, it's, it's on my bucket game. list. It's an it's an experience. This I've been to the San Siro too. Actually, it's better, more organized stadium. Uh, when you go to Rome to watch a game, um, be sure you just you need a cab to get back. Like I tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't take the bus. <laughs> yeah, bus. Fuck yeah, that, man. I took a cab everywhere when I was in London. Cab everywhere. Never. Uh, London's Heart. huge. London's huge compared to Rome. Oh, fuck that, man. Even when I was in Rome. I- when I'm with my family, I, I never <laughs> took a bus. No, fucking bus. I, Ooh, I don't well, even take a bus here. We got like I've been, I've been since 2004. I've been to quite a few Lazio games, and and I've waited for the same bus that takes me to the center of the city, the ancient city. It's never passed. It's only passed once. Now, one time it passed, it broke down. So I was like, oh, this yeah. is not, it's not meant to be. The bus just gave up. Like it just stopped wow. working. Yeah, yeah, and it's a long walk from uh, the Olimpico to uh, the ancient city. So it's like you need you need either you need a car, a Vespa, or uh, a Vespa. Yeah, I'll share a Vespa with you next time. Let's we'll do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a lot of fun. Huge shout out, of course, to Jerry, uh, to Stephen, to Nando, to Mike, and make sure you check out everybody's work. Steven's site, Mike's YouTube channel, and, and all the stuff we do here. We'll talk to you guys next time for an inter-roundtable later in the week on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. Ciao. All right. Fuck Juventus. <laughs> all right, guys, we're still live. Fuck <laughs> Juventus. Alive. Fuck Juventus. Fuck Roma. Fuck Juventus. Fuck Roma. Fuck Juventus. Fuck Roma.